You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. We hope you are finding some use for the employment rights information in our podcasts. It's all about expecting fair treatment at work, and we don't think that is too much to ask. This week, as more employers are post-COVID having to look at your health and well-being, and the same for your colleagues, so that they're able to retain the best workforce... We look at a new guidance which was released by ACAS on the 20th of April 2023, which aims to support you to get reasonable adjustments from your employer when your mental health is a feature in your daily life. Yes, because that duty already exists under the Equality Act. However, the new guidance sets out to extend this duty to cover all periods of employee sickness and unwellness at work, which might not be covered by the Act. This move by ACAS is important, especially when we know that between 2017 and 2022, one million more disabled people joined the UK workforce. And of those, over 600,000 of this number joined the workforce as a disabled worker from 2020 onwards. We've spoken in previous podcasts about the Equality Act and the duty the Act imposes on employers to make reasonable adjustments to support disabled workers to remain in work. The legal duty to make reasonable adjustments only applies where you, an employee or a job applicant, is disabled for the purposes of the Equality Act 2010, which makes it clear that an employee will be disabled for the purposes of the Act where the employee has a physical or mental impairment which has a substantial adverse long-term impact on their ability to carry out normal day-to-day activities. The issue of reasonable adjustments for workers with mental health conditions is not new. In podcast episode 68 in May 2021, we explored the key position in employment law that if you suffer a debilitating illness during the course of your employment, then your employer has a duty of care towards you and is supposed to take performance issues linked to your illness into consideration when making any major decision about you. We then return to the issue again in podcast episode 104 in January 2022, where we looked at depression as a disability and the responsibility of your employer to make reasonable adjustments for employees affected by depression. The new Advisory Conciliation and Arbitration Service Guidance, better known as the ACAS Guidance, aims to take the importance of reasonable adjustments a little further by highlighting that employers should explore making reasonable adjustments even if workers may not be considered disabled under the Equality Act. The guidance suggests that there are benefits for both the employer 
and the employee in applying reasonable adjustments to all workers who are unwell as a way of making the working environment as manageable and as positive as possible. ACAS suggests that this more flexible and helpful approach should be the priority at every workplace because this would minimise sickness absence and maximise productivity and quality of work. And in a post-COVID working environment, mental health initiatives like the ones being suggested by ACAST are also beneficial to the employer because they're being increasingly viewed by businesses as an important recruitment and retention tool. And employees or potential employees are making decisions based on these new and innovative ways which companies use to support their workforce. So ACAS suggests that Positive reasonable adjustments can include changes to your employer's policies and procedures, changes to your personal working arrangements, changes to the physical working environment, or even providing you with additional aids at work, such as a standing desk or certain computer software. And with the value of what reasonable adjustments can achieve, the new guidance has been created to help you to stay in work whilst you're recovering or managing a mental health condition or a general period of unwellness. With ACAS saying in its new guidance that even where employees are not disabled under the Equality Act, simple changes to a person's working arrangements or responsibilities could be enough to help them stay in work and work well. The new ACAS guidance gives a number of examples of potential reasonable adjustments which would support you at work if you are affected by a period of general health and wellness, such as reviewing and amending your workload and or your responsibilities, agreeing preferred communication styles and strategies with you, permitting you to work from home or providing quieter areas in the workplace to reduce any sensory or social demands on you, which in return might allow you to better focus on your work. Employers could also adjust sickness absence policies and procedures, for example, by extending absence trigger points so that it takes you longer to reach a point where you have to attend a sickness absence monitoring meeting or providing you with time off with pay for you to attend medical appointments or offering helpful phased returns to work after health and wellness episodes. And the final suggestion is about improving and increasing training and supervision skills for managers dealing with employees who are unwell. Because if the spirit of the ACAS guidance is understood right across the different levels of the department, then the guidance is more likely to be beneficial in the way that ACAS suggests the guidance can be supportive. Now, this list is far from exhaustive and the key principle in the guidance is to identify the workplace challenges that might arise when you're unwell. And then once those challenges are identified, the next step is to explore how these challenges might be eradicated or at least reduced using reasonable adjustments. 
The final area that the ACAS guidance focuses on is that of reducing the friction and the uncomfortableness that usually comes with discussing your mental health at work. Mental health awareness campaigns regularly focus on breaking down the stigma surrounding mental health to encourage more open dialogue. So a significant proportion of the new ACAS guidance deals with how conversations around reasonable adjustments for mental health, how those conversations might be approached and handled. In most cases, discussions will be initiated by you, the employee, and the guidance reflects this. You're likely to have had time off work and you're likely to need the support of your manager to help you manage a difficult period, especially when you're returning to work from sick leave. However, the new guidance suggests that managers should also be prepared to initiate sensitive conversations with any employee whom the managers identify as appearing to struggle with mental health issues at work. Some key suggestions from the guidance to help start the conversation could include considering trial periods for adjustments to see if they work or are helpful in easing the discomfort that an employee who's recently returned to work might be feeling. Regular reviews is another one, because if you review adjustments already in place, then you can consider whether those adjustments need to be fine-tuned or whether the adjustments are still even required. Then you can seek occupational health advice and support about the adjustments that you could make so that the adjustments are more in tune with what the employee would like to see and what the employee feels would be beneficial to them. And finally, your employer can actively show as much flexibility as possible when you're unwell to reflect the reality that all employees are individuals and different and that the impact of mental health challenges at work will fluctuate over time and impact you and your work differently to your colleague. If employers have these discussion points in their mind, then it becomes easier for an employer to step out into a conversation about your mental health in a way that sounds supportive to you. We'll put a link to the guidance in the show notes so you can download the document and keep it for your records. The download link is in the bottom of the web page. But in the final analysis of this new April 2023 ACAS guidance, the guidance will only be as effective as employers who are committed to bringing the spirit of the guidance into the working arrangements of the company for supporting you at work when you are unwell. If employers are broad-minded enough, then the guidance suggests some really creative ways for helping you to feel supported at work when you feel or have been unwell, where in the past you might have felt completely unsupported or you may have taken long-term sick leave because of the lack of support or you may have left your job altogether. The guidance attempts to avoid all three of these experiences. And that's it for this week. Our takeaways for this week are 
that the ACAS guidance is here. And if you are going through an uncertain time with your health or well-being, especially if your ailments are not classed as disabled under the Equality Act, the new ACAS guidance is for you. You can use this guidance to initiate a conversation with your manager about how you can be better supported to recover from ill health whilst being able to remain in your job feeling supported and productive. Remember, you can find all our support links at the bottom of the show notes for this episode, where you'll also find the link to the ACAS guidance. If you would like to book a consultation with us to look at bullying or abuse, which you may be suffering at work or any other employment rights concern you may have, you can email us at employmentrightsonline at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can go directly to our consultations booking page using the consultations link, which is also in the show notes. Finally, remember you can help us by sharing our podcast information with your family, friends and colleagues and by leaving us a review on iTunes or a rating on Spotify if you find what we do to be helpful to you. Until next week, have the best employment rights week that you can. Bye for now.